thank you for listening to HR Spark, everyday HR enlightenment for the everyday nine to five. Spark. Um, this is our first episode, so welcome to anyone who is joining us at the very start, or if you find this podcast later, um, welcome. Uh, my name is Iris J, and I am one of the hosts of this uh, podcast, and I'll be joined shortly um, by my co-host, Nina B. Um, this series is going to be HR advice and enlightenment for everyone, not just HR professionals, so this is supposed to be really attainable for any field that you're working on, and we also welcome you to present us with any questions that you have um, that you don't feel comfortable talking to your own HR department about, um, or career advice that you would um, like some insight into. Um, we will be breaking our podcast down into series, so the first series is professional persona, and today we'll be tackling uh, your social media presence, so enjoy, and thanks for joining us. Nina's going to be just calling in. Hi, Nina. Hi. <laughs> so we just want to tell you about ourselves. Um, so I'll start off. I am an HR professional. I have about seven years of experience and master's in HR. I am currently working on my SHRM CP, so I'll be sure to tell everybody about the stresses of planning for that test. Um, I am an HR business partner at a nonprofit, um, and I'm in Chicago, and it's really exciting to bring some of my knowledge and experience into a podcast with somebody who I really loved working with when we worked together, and that's Nina. Yep, so I am Nina B, and I am in talent acquisition for an educational company. Um, I have about five years of experience, so combined, me and Iris have about 15 years of HR experience, and I am currently working on a PHR certificate, so I would be able to share with all of you kind of the ins and outs of preparing for one of their certifications. Awesome. So I think that it would be really fun if we started off telling people how we know each other because we do not work at the same place. Yes. Live in the same town. Like I think you probably live like an hour and a half away from me. I do. But- I live about two hours now. I live near Rockford. Yeah. So so it's like I think we have like an interesting story about how we know each other. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'll let. Do you want to tell like how we know each other? You start it. <laughs> He started off. So we went, so when I was in high school, we moved around a lot. um, And I ended up like going to a high school that was completely separate from where I grew up. um, And I didn't know anybody there. And I kind of didn't really end up knowing Nina. So we we had like mutual and I think we knew of each other, but I'm not sure that we were actually like friends. Um, Because remember, I'm two years older than you. So I was two grades ahead than what you were in high school. One grade, because did you graduate in 05? I graduated in 04. Oh, gosh, you were like literally two grades ahead of me. So like, I think we knew each other peripheral, but like not, we didn't actually know each other. Um, But like, we knew enough about each other to be like, oh, I think I know this person when like five years later, right? Was it like, do you think it was five years? Um, so I graduated 2004 and I want to say around 2000, yes, like four or five years later. 
yeah, we ran back into each other. Yes, because we both started our career <laughs> working at the same store together, not in the town that we grew up in, like all the way basically in the other side of mm. like the state. I mean, not really yes. the other, not close. But like um, the other side of Chicagoland. So you think like Chicagoland is central. So I feel like we started off in like West Chicagoland in high school and then we met up again five years later in North Chicagoland. Yes. And so we ended up working at the same, so we were at the same mall, which is like not a popular mall, uh, at, at the same store, which is not necessarily the most popular store at the same, <laughs> at like, yes. or has like a ton of turnover. So it was very crazy that we actually ran the title. We were both in management with the same title. We had the same title. So it was crazy. and I can't remember if like when you walked in I knew who you were or if it like took a little bit of time but eventually we were like oh my gosh we know each other mm-hmm. so we didn't work like we worked there together for a while leaving the company around the same time too and we just stayed in touch and so throughout our careers we have worked at lots of similar places mm-hmm. um super helpful to each other yeah. um in our, our and then we ended up working together again um, at the education company that Nina works at now. Um, and we worked together for like maybe a year, six months or so before I left and I moved into um, nonprofit. And so that is how we know each other. But it's so funny because we are actually like we, we work similar together, but we're also like really good friends. Like I was at her wedding. She was at my yeah. wedding. Invited like five people too. So that was pretty <laughs> there because nobody came. Um, so I because <laughs> you didn't invite anyone invite anybody so I invited the people who I really like so that means you're super special to me um so that's how we know each other and so we started off this crazy world in like high school we did retail and then we both were like oh my gosh we love human resources and so now mm-hmm. we're resources and even though we don't work at the same company we both still work in education so my nonprofit is education focused and she works at an education like facility mm-hmm. like a basically collection of schools um so even then we still work in like the same type of industry within the industry right so that's I think that's also is just what is funny how the universe (laughs) works but it's also great because we both differently definitely have different HR styles I would say or approach to HR or basically just life in general yeah, <laughs> I'm a lot more laid back. Yeah. You're a lot more like, nope, very uh, multitask and organized. And I'm a little bit all over the place. On all like that organized, I just think, so like British people say they have this saying called full on, like somebody's full on. They're just like in your face all the time. That's me. Like I'm full on all the time. Which I can be that. <laughs> which can be terrible but sometimes you need to just like slow down and I think that's where you come in you're very like methodical you like think things through most of the time uh, you have like a lot of good like insight I'm like a shoot from the hip type of person like this is how I feel right now and this is how I feel now the good thing is I don't think I changed my mind like if I've made that decision it's just the decision but <laughs> that is and that's the, that's what helps me why I do go to, to you for a lot of advice because me I will change my mind I say okay wait a minute let me weigh my options 
you know, I kind of think it through and, oh, today, this sounds like a very good decision. And two days later, I'm like, you know what? Decision B is sounding a lot better. Uh, so that actually is what kind of led us to wanting to have this podcast because we both work in HR. I think we're both really good at our jobs. Mm-hmm. Um, so different in how we approach things. Like we are not, I don't think we're polar opposites because I definitely know people who are like even drastically much more different than me. But I think we have like different perspectives about the same topic, but we can usually like come to some kind of a resolution together eventually talking it through. Yep. Nope. I think the same way about us. So we definitely have different perspectives, but we both have that strong HR background where it kind of comes all together at the end. (laughs) It just seems a little bit different in how we would get there, which in HR is very, very, very common. And I think it's useful because you want to have a lot of one of the biggest things about human resources and then about work in general is diversity and inclusivity. Mm-hmm. Yes. Diverse groups, but you want to be inclusive of those. So we want to accept everybody's ideas and try to see how that can fit into this tapestry of life that we all are in trying to work together. So I think it's really useful to have like different backgrounds. Oh, of course. And so that will also kind of lead us into our topic of this week, your professional persona, how you are perceived um, in your professional life. And I think a lot of people kind of confuse their professional life with their personal life and um, thinking that, oh, anything that I do in my personal time doesn't merge over into that professional well we are in the day and age of technology (laughs) and google is very popular and you can google anybody within seconds anywhere so when you're thinking of your professional persona how do you want to kind of um be perceived what do you want people to know about you professional wise do you want to talk about your skills first do you want to talk about your education Um, so I suggest to everybody and actually what I do since I am in teleacquisition, I Google everyone. Mm -hmm. I Google everyone just to kind of see what pops up and it's very simple. I'll Google their name and whatever city and state that they're currently residing in just to see what pops up for some people, nothing. It could just be their address or telephone number. For other people, I get Facebook profiles. I get Instagram profiles. Um, If they won a tournament in high school five years ago, if they were in the newspaper, that will pop up. So I think everyone should kind of just be aware that that is something that um, hiring managers do look at. They do take into consideration. Absolutely. Um, And I think it's a really important, so our podcast, um, since this is our first episode, I think we should make sure we're clear. And I think it's doing a really good job of that already. Um, This podcast is not necessarily just for people in human resources. If you're in human resources, great. But if you work at the mall, even better. If you are an accountant, fabulous, whatever you do, this information would be relevant to you. So Mm -hmm. the reason I say two examples, actually, of recent times that I have worked with people um, and I've had to look up their 
online reputation um, and it has resulted in them not getting a position, which just so everyone knows, here comes that honest HR advice is actually totally legal. Um, It is legal for me to do a search for you online and to find things that would make it so that I would maybe not want to consider you. Now, there's definitely rules and regulations in every state that you're going to have to um, be aware of. For instance, you don't want to fall into the territory of discriminating against someone. So I'm not going to look at your Facebook and say, okay, well, this person is homosexual, so that's not going to work out. That is not, you know, that's not legal. Discrimination of any sort, even in talent acquisition recruiting beforehand, is legal. But it is totally make a decision based on the position that you may not be a good fit. So I work at a nonprofit and I hire directors all the time. So a director is somebody who my nonprofits that I work with are community centers. Um, So that means that the director of these sites is the face of the community. So you are the person who people come to when they think about that facility, when they think about dropping their children there off or going to use the pool or whatever it is that they're doing, they're thinking about you um, within like coming there um, because you're the director, you're the face. We send out an email to announce it. We may put your uh, picture and your bio in the local community newspaper, um, especially if you're out in this small suburb, which is oftentimes what I'm looking for. And recently we had a really amazing candidate, um, but he did not disclose that he had a DUI. And so when we Googled him, we the first thing that came up is that he had a DUI, that he had been charged and sent to tra- jail, and that it was his third DUI, and he crashed into a building, um, and he destroyed merchandise down in Florida. Um, and so the reason this is problematic is because that person's position is very public. Um, and so even though there's really nothing that he could have done, right, he had the DUI, it's not like he could hide it, just from having that as something that would come up um, when we Google you from for a really public community facing position that could hinder you from being able to do that. And then a second story happened recently last week, we had someone who was a teacher working in early childhood um, and a teacher who was also following her on Facebook told human resources that this teacher had made a derogatory comment on a Facebook post. Wow. Yeah. HR went to go look it up and that person was fired that day um, because we have media policy that says that, you are not allowed to, on a personal Facebook, on a work Facebook, make those type of comments. And a lot of employers have a social media policy that says the yes. same. Um, yes. So yeah. A lot of companies actually kind of have that moral clause, too. I think when we're signing all of that new hire paperwork, we kind of glance over that section where it says um, you are a representative mm-hmm. of company xyz (laughs) even when you are not on company property or doing company related functions um so that's definitely something to keep in mind in your personal life absolutely um and i think you know i mean i i know we're saying all of this and it's like holy crap what do i do i'm online and like I went to spring break in 2006. What do I do? Lock down your page. Make sure that you're not commenting on inappropriate posts of any sort. Um, And know that people are always watching. Um, The internet never forgets and the internet will always remember. Um, So it's really important to do that. But that said, you do not want to not have a professional persona online. That's another thing. So it's like a double-edged sword because like I'm telling you, you know, be careful with your Facebook. It's totally fine if I look you up and you have no Facebook or Instagram or Snapchat. That's okay. Twitter. 
But if you're looking for a professional level position um, and even more so like getting into like even nowadays lower level positions, like maybe maybe not like a stock person at a grocery store, but a customer service, customer service agent at at and we could be looking to see if you have a LinkedIn and and how many people are recommending you. So it's important to have a professional persona online. Um, And so it's not, you know, one of those one fits all where you're just like, okay, well, I just don't want to get in any trouble. So I'm just not going to have anything. You do need to have some pages and LinkedIn, I think is a really great place to start. Yes. I say a hundred percent, especially being a talent acquisition. Um, One of the first things I'm going to look for is if a candidate has a LinkedIn, because of course, you sent me your resume, you filled out the online application, but a LinkedIn is basically just a snapshot way for me to see how you interact in the community. Are you doing additional volunteer work? Are you commenting um, on different articles that are related to um, your profession, what you're interested in? And it just makes it more personable. Mm-hmm. Even though it's online, it's on the internet, it does make you seem like a more personable um, candidate. And I love seeing that online. Definitely. Everyone should have a LinkedIn, no matter what you do, you should have a LinkedIn. I mean, honestly. And so there's a lot of like common misconceptions that you have to pay for LinkedIn, um, or that it's just like Facebook for online and it's, or like for work and it's not, it's actually just, it's really wonderful. They share a lot of resources. You can connect with a lot of people in your industry that you may not be aware of and ask for, you know, like, a not an interview, Nina, you probably know what I'm talking about, where it's not like a formal interview, but it's kind of just like a conversation. What's the formal word for that? Do you know what I'm talking about? Um, so I know what you're talking about. I don't think that there's actually like a formal word. I always okay. say like a soft interview or like I think a that's screen. We should just call it. We should call it a yeah, soft, soft interview. <laughs> I always tell candidates, um, be prepared and don't be afraid to ask for a soft interview interview. Don't use the word soft interview, but if you're interested in a company, let's say that you have a great job, you love it, but you're looking for opportunities to grow or to expand in your professional career. There is nothing wrong with you contacting that company and just filling them out. No one is saying that you're applying, but if you want to visit their corporate offices or headquarters, or if you know someone that already works there and you just kind of want the inside scoop, um, I totally encourage that. I actually love candidates that have already done research about my company. Okay. I figured out what it's called. It's called an informational interview where it's not an actual interview. It's just for information. So that's what you would want to be doing. And so the reason how you would do that is usually either a through networking or B through LinkedIn. And I think it's more common and probably a little less intimidating to do it through something like LinkedIn. Cause it's an email. Um, mm-hmm. And you can look up their HR person. You can look up a manager of one of the sites and then you can just send them a message and just say, hi, you know, I'm really interested in learning more about XYZ company. Um, it sounds like you guys are really great. You have some benefits I'd be interested in and I'd love to know more. So that's just one of the ways that you can have LinkedIn. And a lot of the times companies, another thing is, 
many people listening to this will know, most of the time your company doesn't give you an actual reference, right? They're probably, your manager's probably not going to get on the phone and be like, Susie's wonderful. She's great. Um, Because they're worried about the fallback liability of that. So LinkedIn is great because people can write you recommendations. Um, So they can say, Susie's wonderful. I can write you a letter of a recommendation and it goes right on your page. And a recruiter or hiring manager can just look at your LinkedIn and they just they see your reference right there, which in a world of thousands of applications, having that is such a standout. Yes. Yes. HR people, I don't know about you, but I can probably look through 20 resumes a day. Oh my God. Absolutely. Depends on my position, but yes. (laughs) Yep. You look through about 20 resumes a day and that really just depends on how many open positions you might be feeling or how sought after your positions are that you're feeling, how many resumes you can get. So any resume where I can immediately just kind of, they have a LinkedIn and they have their LinkedIn name on their resume and I can just take a quick peek. That's amazing. That stands out to me. Mm-hmm. Same here. I, I love that. Um, and I like it when, I can like look at your link. Like I see that you have a LinkedIn. I can look at your LinkedIn. I can kind of see what your soft it, LinkedIn has a space for you to put your soft skills there. Um, and then it yes. has a recommendation. So I really love like looking at that when I'm, when I'm looking at candidates and even if you're not applying for a new job, I mean, just for networking purposes, just to know what's going on in your community, like you can connect with a company. So let's say you work in tech, you want to follow Google or in Chicago, there's a million tech companies that you can follow here. Um, and it's nice to just see what's happening. Like HR, I know, like I love following other companies, HR pages because they're just telling me so much, even if it's not my direct yes. competitor, it's like, yes. like there's a new FSLA law that passed. I had mm-hmm. no idea about that. And then I was like on my LinkedIn with all my connections and they were like, Hey, this law might pass in March and it'll change like the exempt requirement, which is basically a huge part of my job or Chicago is constantly changing our minimum wage. It's a huge part of my job. So um- that's another thing that you should always be on the lookout for we are constantly just across america but it's definitely in illinois and the different counties the minimum wage is changing Mm -hmm. um so okay so long story short professional persona definitely make sure that you tailor your online presence so that you have a filter of good. And if you do have a Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, um, whatever it is, Instagram, making sure that you lock that page down and that you put on some really good privacy settings so that your friends cannot tag you um, in your St. Patrick's Day shenanigans. That is always a good place to start. Not that I wouldn't hire you for that, actually. I'm like fine with that. But (laughs) I'm just saying, if you don't want everybody to know, then you can make it so that no one can post things on your page. Um, So as we get towards the end of our half an hour, we like to take time to do our hot takes. So as we mentioned earlier, we have very different personalities. Um, So it is going to be a situation that we have either a question that we received from someone or a situation that we've both been in that is related to human resources um, and just like our different opinions on the situation. Um, So Nina, do you want to describe the situation? Of course. So last week, we both attended a job fair, a career fair, where, of course, everyone kind of comes. There were different booths set up. And it was so funny. Me and Iris were at next door booths. I I think you switched my sign to say next to you. I did. I moved it so that you could sit next to me. (laughs) So our booths was together. 
um, across the room, one of the other recruiters was kind of just going around to all of the other booths and just asking them career advice, basically. Mm-hmm. So a young woman she works for a nonprofit. right now her current role she's considered like an hr assistant or generalist i think it was so she kind of dabbles in a little bit of everything for hr but she wasn't exactly sure how she could get um the experience or what she really needed to move up because her manager was retiring she was leaving Mm -hmm. Um, And not only that, but then she was asking everyone how their HR teams were structured because there was only two of them. Her manager is leaving and she wasn't, she felt like the workload was too much. They were kind of doing some of everything and nothing was really structured. Um, So me and Iris definitely had some career advice for her. I think mine was a little bit more laid back than yours was. Um, (laughs) If I remember correctly, I told her to definitely brush up her resume, um, get that feedback from her current manager, and then whoever her manager's manager is, and let them know, like, basically have a letter of intent Mm -hmm. that she was interested in her manager's position. And then also kind of write out some new ideas she had to structure their current HR team. Yes. Okay. So, like... So that was Nina's advice, which was, like, so nice and super helpful and, like, very thoughtful um, and encouraging. And my advice was, like, you should not take this job. And it was for a variety of reasons. For one, she's not ready for that job. So, like, Nina's saying she's, like, write a letter of intent with your different ideas that you have for this position and, like, how you can make it grow. But the thing is, Nina, if you remember, she had no ideas, her, her, no, she had no ideas. Her ideas were my ideas and your ideas. She took our ideas and she was going to like, she did. She but had like I, no ideas. I think she just, she didn't know how to word it. And I mean, honestly, we only talked to her. Well, we did talk to her for a very long time. Yes, she, no, absolutely had no ideas. She absolutely had no ideas. And here's the thing. This is not a shade. This is not like, oh my gosh, she's not good enough. Yeah. What I think though, that you have to be careful because in the nonprofit world and like Nina, you're not in a nonprofit, but I think that you get this um, because of the retail, retail and nonprofit can be very similar in that there's a lot of turnover and there's a shortage on quality talent. When you get into a nonprofit, um, there, there can be a lot of growth. You can grow really, really quickly within a nonprofit because all of the people who, not all of the people, but lots of the market of talented people want to work elsewhere because they want more money. So they don't want to work at a nonprofit. So the nonprofits are left with this like small amount of talent um, because they don't have as much money and they're dependent upon grants and so on and so forth. And so it's very easy to go and get that like HR manager position. However, like she was not ready for it. And I think what'll end up happening is she will either a she'll she'll end up in one of two places. She was a very young in her career individual and she'll take that job and it'll be just like she was mentioning her supervisor was there for 20 years. And so now you're in this position for 20 years, but who do you learn from? Because there's nobody above her. There was no like CHRO. So she would have been 
by herself trying to teach herself, which I mean, honestly, she came around and she asked the right question. So she's obviously a go-getter, but I think she needs to be in a position where she can learn from someone. Otherwise, she's going to be in this position for 20 years, drowning, um, teaching herself. And then let's say that that nonprofit has to close that position or cut that position because they lost a grant or, you know, she, I mean, what was she like 26? I mean, maybe she just will get bored and want to go someplace else and she'll be ill-prepared for another position because she grew from first but see that's why should she should go for it because on the flip side of what you're saying think of it this way there's growth in nonprofit because there's such high turnover she can literally move she can move into that role get that title and then just move on (laughs) to a better company at least she has that title she will have the title but what made me see the potential of her is because she had the foremind to say, yes. let me go around and ask all of these other HR professionals, what is their situation? How are their teams structured? Maybe I can utilize that in my current role or in my future role. Like she's already thinking she was. ahead. She was. So, yeah. So that's why I'm like, go for it, girl. I take it. Super and smart. then in two years. Yeah, in two years, you can bounce. (laughs) I think she's super smart. And I think she definitely, her head is in the right place. But I still don't think she should take the position. I think it is a trap. I think she will be miserable. I think that, no, seriously, she shouldn't. It's a trap. She's going to be miserable. And I think that she's not going to learn. And I think she's at a really critical stage in her career where she needs to learn because she's asking the right questions. And I think if she gets burned out by being in that role and not having the support, I think it'll make her just shut down and she won't ask the right questions. And then she'll be stymied. And I just think, if anything, here's my solution. Here's what I think she should do. I don't think she should take that job, but I think she should ask for a new title. I don't Because I think when she was talking to us, she's actually an HR assistant and she's doing way more than that. Right. I think she should yeah. ask to be the HR generalist. I think that's my advice. If I were to give her a hot take, when you go present your proposal and say, hey, listen, when you hire this new HR manager, wouldn't it be great to restructure our team and have an HR manager, an HR generalist, and then we hire a part-time HR coordinator and we get some interns? I think she should just present that because a generalist title would be great. It would be growth for her. And then it puts her into a really solid position for like moving forward in her life, I think, when she eventually gets out of that place because it sounds a little bit like a mess. It does. It does. If she gets the title change, I would definitely say go for that. My thing for her, just because she started out as an intern. She did. At the nonprofit. She started out as an HR intern and then she was hired, basically had some growth and then that's it. So either go for the manager job or ask that the new manager restructures your department and you get a better title or even a different title a different title within the same company, within the same team still looks like growth. Mm -hmm, Exactly. So, okay. We both think you should grow and we wish you the best. Um, And that's our hot take for the week. So as we wrap things up, we just want to say thank you so much for joining us on our first adventure. We will be coming to you once. I know we'll be coming to you guys once a week with HR advice. If you have questions or if you have things that you want us to give us our, our hot take on, leave us a comment or a message. Um, do we have an email? I think we do, right? We do. Okay. Our email is 
called the spark HR podcast at gmail.com. We also have a Facebook page. You can search for us spark HR and that you can send us, if you want to be anonymous, you can send us questions there. And every week we can either talk about your question live on our podcast, or we can post it on our Facebook page. Awesome. And then uh, we also want to give you a heads up about what we'll be talking about next week. So how we're going to format our show is we are going to be presenting these in mini series. Um, So the series we're in right now is professional persona. Today we covered social media. What will we be covering next week, Nina? Um, I actually do not remember what we're going to be. <laughs> okay, that's fine. I actually totally remember. This is why we're a team. So we're going to we be go. covering next week how to be your authentic self, how to stay oh, true to yourself in the yes. workplace. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yes. Because it's hard. In the work- it is. It's so especially for me. I think I'm this very bubbly. Like, well, we'll get into it next yes. week. I'm not going to give it all away. Okay. We'll get into it next week. Well, thank you, everybody, for joining us. Thank you, Nina, and I will talk to you later. Thank you, Iris. Have a great day. You too.